I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 14. Thank you for tuning in. As I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to speak about our spirit guides and our angelic helpers. And one of the most evident interpretations of our connection would be the breath, the conscious breath. As the breath is the gateway between the physical realm and the non-physical, your body and what you call God have this constant communication, interaction that is the breath. So if we are wishing to connect with our spirit guides and angelic helpers, our loved ones, let us first bring awareness to our breath, to the heart center, as this is the space where our loved ones reside. Brother Yeshua told us the kingdom of heaven is within. So let us bring awareness to the heart center and to the breath as we discuss connecting with our spirit guides and our angelic helpers. If we can keep our awareness on the divine law of oneness, that there is only one almighty presence active here, and that one presence is experiencing infinite states of being. So essentially, I am another you. So from this perspective of one, we might begin to understand how our spirit guides and angelic helpers reside within a layer that you might say surrounds us because we could only perceive so little of the totality of everything that's happening. So your spirit guides and angelic helpers reside in the higher parts of the mind, the sacred mind. And that's within one of the layers of the ether. Some might call it the ethereal body or the aura, the auric field. These are all measurable states of being or consciousness that surround us that we can't perceive with the five senses. So this is why faith is needed in order to connect with our guides because there's no evidence of it sometimes in the five sense world. And although sometimes we do get evidence in the physical realm with synchronicities or whatnot. So when you're connecting with your guides, it really is about trusting yourself because yourself is the conduit. It is the receptacle or sacred tool vehicle 
that is able to connect with infinite intelligence. So we perceive our guides and angelic helpers as archetypes or symbols outside of you because the totality, your absolute truth is too much. Your radiance is too much for you to understand with your small mind in the five senses. But if you refer to your one mind, the big mind, that is forever connected with God or your creator, prime creator, then you can detach and observe yourself more. And when you observe yourself more, you are now being more disciplined in your state of being because how you feel is the dimension you currently reside in. And if you're calling upon your angelic helpers and guides and loved ones, we can't call while you can, but if you're calling on them from doubt and fear, that's outside of the vicinity of where they are and they hold the space for you. So they're not going to leave your divine clarity and perfection. They won't leave your solution to meet you in your problem because they can't coexist. You could only reside in one reality. So when you are calling upon guides and angelic helpers, usually humans, we do it from a space of desperation or hopelessness. It's very hard for us to receive the blessing because we are outside of the vicinity of what that feels like. So it's about meeting your guides halfway, trusting yourself to rely on your own vibrational input, your emotions, how you feel, to let you know where you currently are. And if you're in doubt and fear, it's okay. There is help. You are never alone. They are still with you. You just don't feel the presence because they are holding the space in your preferred reality. This is why you feel alone, but you never are. So part of calling on our guides and angelic helpers is to call on them and give them permission to help in all areas of our life. And you might say before you incarnate, you have a soul contract, some agreements that you said you would do. And on earth, since you have what you call free will or willpower, you end up going out of alignment and doing some things you never discussed with your guides and angelic helpers. It's okay. That's for the fun of it. But they didn't agree to help you with some things that you go through. So the more you can become interactive, interactive, then you can dis- establish the connection that's always there. You're just not paying attention to it because you're enchanted with the body and the five senses. Okay? But they're always with you. They're always with you. You're never alone. So if you can have a request or desire and then do your part to meet them halfway by now following the guidance, choosing a different thought or feeling that feels like your request or desire so you can energetically be like it and attract it to you. This is an attractive universe. You attract all things. And your guides and angelic helpers want to help you so much. We need to give permission. So let us touch on a few steps that you might take even there there even though there is no linear process to connect with your guides and we offer tools you might say but there is not one way that fits right for all you are individualized expression of source and how you connect with your guides is unique so we will offer some general tools that might help a brother or sister who's wishing to connect with their guides or angelic helpers.
Since our spirit guides and angelic helpers reside where we always are, the only work to do is to get an alignment with the broadcast or the message or transmission or vibration, whatever you want to call it. It's a constant focused attention towards you that you can stop and receive. And we discussed the importance of the breath. So in our breath, you are able to detach from the memory, the feedback loop that you keep referring to to construct your identity, the body. And it's okay, the body is beautiful. We've discussed this. Honor the ego, love it. But if we're wishing to connect with our guides and angelic helpers, it really is all about the vibration that you are emitting. Because nothing can interfere with your experience on earth as much as they would love to materialize right in front of you that would cross the boundary and it is counterproductive to why you're here. You don't, you don't want that. You think you do, but you really don't. You want the ability and the opportunity to connect with your abilities that are refined and in the non-physical realm where you are essentially connecting with the higher parts of your brain, your mind. So if we're offering a step, the first one might be to quiet down your thoughts. And there's resistance with this thought because when you try to quiet them down, they speed up. So what we really mean is allow your thoughts. If you can allow the thoughts more and observe them, don't resist or persist any. If you can observe them more, you will begin to take the data or the information instead of the image or the identity of it. And in fact, if you ask the memory or the racing thoughts, what is my lesson here? How does this work in my favor? What am I to be shown here? Above all else, I want to see my lesson. This way you can integrate it and move on. You create the rules here. So oftentimes a memory or thought is replaying and racing because it's asking for your attention to be integrated and then processed so that you can be more whole moving forward. But you, in your five senses, you identify with the image and then you internalize it and then let it become your identity when you don't need to because you are infinite, right? Remember, your identity today is a state of being. So if we're allowing the thoughts which will essentially quiet them down, right? You're not fighting your thought, you're watching them. You're asking, what's my lesson with this thought? How does this work for me? Should I let this one go? Should I heal this one? Should I forgive this one? It's work. You're a processing mechanism. The body is. You process data. So our memories are opportunities. Your past traumas are opportunities to integrate information to become more whole, right? So first step is to watch your thoughts. To know which ones you're attaching to because that's creating your vibration or feeling and your feeling creates your reality so you can't get to where your guides and angelic helpers are if you're referring to the past and traumatic events they're there they're with you you just don't feel the presence because again they're holding the space of your preferred reality so they work they help you while you work through the things you need to go through they don't take away the things 
They don't take away your hardships. They give you the confidence and the strength to deal with them successfully. They're not taking away the contrast of the earth realm, the good or the bad, from your perspective. They're helping you be aligned so you can deal with it all. Right? So it's a vibrational alignment when you're wishing to connect with your guides and angelic helpers. And it starts with the observation of your own thoughts because your focused thoughts is the feeling you will start to generate and then it will become your experience. So you can't get to your guides and helpers from doubt and fear, but they're with you. You just need to do the work to meet them halfway. And the first step would be observe your thoughts. What are you focused on? Because that's what you're feeling. After connecting with the breath and then becoming the observer to watch your thoughts, to watch your mindset, the next step might be about trust, to trust yourself now because now you have gotten into alignment into the vicinity of where your spirit guides are. And the next step would be trust because now this is when you start to rely on the five senses. It's working co-creating with the non-physical part of you because you will begin to see images. You will begin to feel things. Maybe you hear things or see things. People connect differently. And it's immediate. From your first intention to bring awareness to the breath and then to begin to watch your thoughts to be the observer, you in that moment have detached from the identity what you call ego and now you are your higher self watching the body watching the self what you call self so now it's about trusting that you have calibrated yourself to the space where your guides are and the next step would be to receive to trust and receive those go together because you're receiving constantly it's just about your trust to become aware of the guidance that you are receiving you are always receiving clear guidance. It's clear. You're just not clear because you're referring to memory, five sensory data, which is okay, right? But now since you're here, we have to assume you are ready to establish a more co-creative connection with your guides, which are you in a higher vibrational form. So if you're trusting, what would that look like? It would be like a constant moment by moment alignment back to trust because your five senses will always try to interfere and tell you oh you're not really connecting right and in the next segment we will introduce the invisible council which is a practice you can do with yourself at any time to build up the confidence that you are indeed connecting breathe So your guides and angelic helpers always look for the moment of least resistance. When you are in the most allowing, the most fun, right, the most in the moment, they sneak in the guidance with your own thoughts, your own memories, your own inspiration, your own daydreams, your own prayer, your own meditation. Mother Mary often reminds brothers sisters she rejoices in the day you realize you've been praying to yourself this whole time 
because we know only only I am here. So once you're trusting, that would look like you, with as the observer, soothing yourself back to trust when the five senses tries to interfere. Because once you're in trust, you're in the already natural flow of receptivity. You must only put yourself in that momentum of receptivity. It's a state of being. It's you when you're not looking for evidence in the physical realm, when you're trusting more how you feel. So in receptivity, we would make that a triad. Your feeling, to trust the feeling in your receptivity. Right? So to trust what you feel is what keeps you receptive. Not to question or judge the feeling with the five senses to allow. And sometimes you do want to allow the five senses to judge your experience. To confirm that you are indeed connecting. Sometimes you get chills or goosebumps, angel bumps, or your eye will twitch, or your ear will start to ring a high-pitched frequency. These are all indicators of your five senses now co-creating with the non-physical self, which is always the intention to be unified. So after you connect with the breath first, always first, and you become the observer to watch the thoughts, to check in with your state of mind, then you step into trust because you're already in receptivity, to trust your feelings, how you feel, because how you feel lets you know if you're getting closer to your goal or walking away. Either way is fine because the path is held for you. There's not a destination you must meet at a certain time. There are no deadlines. There's no list of things to do. You are perfect as you are right now. And your guides and angelic helpers only respond to your intention for expansion, to gain more knowledge of thyself, more wisdom. So we can't give you steps on how to trust your feelings and how to trust the allowing that occurs with the receptivity that's always flowing to you because it must be experienced. And as Abraham would tell you, words don't teach. We could speak all day and it won't give you the experience. So we use so many words to try to capture an experience for you. So you can feel it. So it can be a resonance within the multi-bodies, the layers of yourself. So let us now, after speaking about trusting that you're always receiving... Just be the observer connecting with the breath first to be more confident of your receptivity, right? Then we could discuss the layer that we brought up where your guides and angelic helpers reside, which is the higher fourth, lower fifth dimension. Okay, so you have an invisible council, and on this day we wish to guide you and show you the way towards that realm of existence. But you must do the work. It's your, it's your counsel. It's your experience. We just offer tools that might help you get there. Your invisible counsel resides 
where the inhale and the exhale meet in the space of stillness. It can be considered a layer because it is a space that you find yourself at once you start observing the self. After connecting to the breath, becoming the observer, and then trusting yourself in receptivity to trust what you feel. Now you are in the space of the feedback loop system between you and source. The constant broadcast that was always being sent to you, you were just outside of the vicinity of it. So we remember we say, the work is so easy you make it hard. It is so easy to connect with your guides because they are simply waiting for you to look where they are instead of where they are not. And as soon as you look, it is an infinity symbol. Your connection is established forever. There's nothing you could do to separate yourself. You just look away. So your invisible counsel is the space within the mind, the higher mind. So we would invite you all now to take a deep breath, bring awareness to the heart center, And imagine the heart center has a beautiful electric green glow around it and you notice the heart center looks more like a chamber or a doorway. Breathe. And as you focus in on the doorway you notice it opens and you find yourself non-physically moving towards it. You have no form. You just notice it coming closer as you approach it. Breathe. And there's a corridor within the heart space that you notice leads to a door towards the back of the chamber. You find yourself there and enter the back door chamber. Breathe. And now you find yourself as a being of light seated at a table. It is a round table with many empty seats. And on your next inhale, your spirit guides will begin to enter the room and take position around you. And all you need do is stay focused on the breath and trust what you receive during these next three breaths. Breathe. And on the next exhale, we will thank our spirit guides and angelic helpers for showing themselves or allowing themselves to be felt. And at any time, you can bring yourself back to this space, which is the higher chamber of the heart, which connects you to the sacred mind, the higher mind. Your thoughts are a realm of existence. You see it as imagination because you can't touch it in the physical realm. But as a vibrational being, the only way for a spiritual being in a physical vessel to receive or interpret the broadcast or encouragement from what you call God 
would be through the constant creative force within it, and that is your imagination. What you call God is your imagination from your physical standpoint. The aspect of self that is wishing to co-create with you at any point, guiding you towards glimpses of positive outcomes, abundant realities, harmonious experiences. You identify with the imagination because you are infatuated with the vessel. You think you are the being, the vessel, the figure. But you are the consciousness animating the figure. So your spirit guides are one thought away. And all you need do is trust the realm of your imagination, your thoughts, your thoughts and images, your words, your inner voice are all your spirit guides and angelic helpers. Get more intentful, deliberate more, ask for evidence of support and clear signs that you are connecting but trust yourself more because they do connect through you. You are the facilitator of heaven on earth where these guides and angelic helpers are able to funnel through to the physical realm. You've been connecting this whole time. You just haven't been trusting because you've been in two worlds, the world of the five senses and the world of the non-physical. But if you wish to connect, we must fully step into the realm of the non-physical just for the moment, into the realm of your intuitive knowing where you trust the guidance of the heart. Breathe. The doubt and fear that you feel is an indicator that you are really connecting and the five senses is trying to speak you out of it. The body is a defense against the truth that you are one with your creator, with what you call God. Your angelic helpers and loved ones rejoice in this day because you'll never be able to forget that they are one thought away, that all you must do is vibrationally align with the energy of them. And it's okay to stay in despair and fear and doubt. It's okay to step back and surrender and receive the love and encouragement. Remember, it's constant. You just don't feel it as a vibrational being. You're multidimensional. You only feel love when you're in love. You only feel fear when you're in fear. And you can't feel love and fear together. So your guides have been waiting on you as much as you've been waiting on them to become a co-creator, a master creator of your own experience. To call on them, give them permission to help you in all areas. Develop a loving, open communication where you know you are connecting without a doubt. Your requests and prayers are answered quicker if they don't come with doubt attached to them. Because your guides and helpers know manifestation works in the non-physical first where they reside. So if you can do your work by standing into alignment, they will do their work by answering your prayers. It is a team effort. They are essentially you pushed out. They are your spirit guides because you're in the non they're in non-physical, but you are a physical vessel, which they are not. So from their perspective, you are the spirit guide. Your spirit guides learn 
just as much from you as they do from you or you learn just as much from them as they do from you yes it's an equal exchange a barter a fair energy exchange an exchange of data information so now you know you've always been connecting and all you must do is take steps to get in the higher mind breathe observe the self what are you thinking what are you feeling and then trust the thoughts and feelings if you feel a negative emotion that lets you know you need work there's some work to do to focus yourself into a better feeling thought or feeling you get to choose what you focus upon and your focus creates your experience whatever you focus on you get more of so when connecting with your guides and angelic helpers if you focus upon that space you then travel or focus yourself into the space they always are focused upon you where you are one as we come to the end of this episode i want to end by sharing a few notes in regards to what exactly our spirit guides and angelic helpers are so if we come from the perspective of the one self you might say they are states of being that represent an aspect of what we are and it is up to us to decipher the symbolism an example would be archangel mikael Archangel Mikael has been connecting with me since I was a child. My middle name is Mikael. My godfather's name is Mikael, who is now in spirit and acting as one of my guides. I had a lot of struggle in my early years sharing that Mikael would connect with me or tell me things or share info with me. And as a clairsentient, I don't use the five senses to receive. I never have. It's always been a clear feeling or a clear knowing. And as I surrendered to that connection, it became very strong and eventually in my adult years I would see very clearly Archangel Mikael in mind's eye or feel his presence very clearly when he would come through to connect with the transmission. And as I continued the connection and shared messages from him for many years one day in meditation he wasn't there it's like he disappeared inside of me walked into me and i felt sad initially but then i meditated and prayed about it and i realized they're idols it's not a bad thing to honor these symbols the mother mary the buddha brother yeshua very beautiful and serve the purpose but now we are coming to the point of our evolution where we are realizing that we are the only presence here and when the scripture mother father god told us not to honor or worship idols that's what it meant that i am the only presence here and if you look outside of you for guidance or support and encouragement you will forget that it is you so it's okay to see the symbolism of archangel mikael mother mary the buddha the kuan yin 
just as long as you know it is you. And when you connect with them from the perspective of reflection, then you get the lesson. It's integrated and easily more retained because now you are not trying to decipher or figure anything out. You are now being introduced to an aspect of yourself that you forgot you are. So Archangel Mikael, the he who is like God and commander of light, if light is information and he commands it, Archangel Mikael, in the image of him fighting the fake devil or the fake Satan, might represent the state of being that is the filter of information. Since he's the angel that is said to be the only angel that can travel to you wherever you are, any density, Archangel Mikael can be there. This must be that he's the thought. If he's the he who is like God and God is everywhere omnipresent, God was the thought first, the word first. So Mikael represents the state of being where you are filtering the information you allow to come to the physical vessel. His sword, Excalibur, is not a weapon. We have weaponized him in our division and separation mentality. His sword is a symbol to be able to detach yourself from lower vibrational information or data. Since you are a processing mechanism, and whichever data you attach to and focus upon it will become your reality, you will project it into your experience. So that's just one example of the symbolism of what the guides and angelic helpers are. It is beautiful to honor them as an archetype or a being outside of us. Yes, very beautiful to feel the love and support. But as your brother... I feel like I have a responsibility to not fake the funk with you and it's not vibrationally in alignment to with what you really are, who you really are. And you are God, you are source. You are the only one almighty presence active here. So now when you work with your guides, angelic helpers and loved ones, you might be able to connect a little easier, understanding that you are essentially connecting to the higher parts of your own mind. It's not a being outside of you. It's a state of being within you that has been waiting for you to access it within the own realization of yourself, since there is only one self here. So call upon your guides, your angelic helpers and your loved ones, means call upon your I am self, your highest vibrational self. Bear witness to yourself by focusing on your preferred reality regardless to the circumstances around you and your guides and angelic helpers will offer you assistance and guidance through the form of your thoughts and prayers, your emotions, your visions. Some brother sisters have an inner dialogue where they hear the inner voice and some brother sisters have the inner vision where they see the image and some have both. You connect differently, however you connect is how you connect. So we can't tell you how to connect. We can just let you know that it's you that you're connecting with. So if you can let it be logical that all guides and angelic helpers and even what you call extraterrestrials or aliens are connecting with you through your own mind when you are within the vicinity of them, which means to match the energy of them. And since you're a multidimensional being, that means your angels and your guides are you in different states of being. 